welcome to the Sunday, March 24th. And we did have some funky business going on yesterday at Fairgrounds. We had the top rider in the country, Irad Ortiz, misjudging a finish line. We had Serengeti Empress in the Fairground Oaks bleeding and uh, stopping badly in the race uh, for, our, for our good friend Joel Politi and Tom Amos. And War Will completely losing his hind end coming out of the, the starting gate in the Louisiana Derby. Having had the experience that I have with horses, hind ends are extremely important. And we're going to start off with War Will. He is a big, strong horse. And he's got a big caboose back there. And a horse's hind end is the propulsion that what pro, that produces that stride everybody talks about. The front end is barely a stabilizer for a racehorse. It's the back end that creates that long extension up front. When a horse doesn't extend behind the push off, the stride up front shortens. That's why you see speed horses that are went pretty fast, they get tired, they can't push off behind, and the stride shortens and they stop. So a lot of the times people talk about pace, where a lot of the times it's about the mechanics of a horse rather than just the uh, what's happening within the individual um, splits of the race. People look at time, they don't look at the horse, which is very interesting. The word from the Mark Cassie barn was that he pulled up definitely off, meaning he was laying behind when he pulled up to be layman's terms because I, I i believe that a lot of people need to have that explained because i already saw all the posts on social media well he was overrated well he can't handle the face or he can't do this he can't do that this has all got to do with the mechanics of the horse it's got nothing to do with not being able to handle the pace i like to see somebody with a bad back trying to handle the pace in in, in, in a race or trying to keep up with somebody it doesn't work that way so World Will did sustain some sort of high-end injury. They believe he locked his stifle, but I'm going to tell you, I've had horses lock stifle before, and they had to be vanned off, and it's not a good thing, especially when you're dealing with a horse's high-end. Now, Siphon, who we thought would run a big race, did, but he was outdone by a horse by the name of By My Standards from the Brett Calhoun barn. By my standards, had won in a lot, uh, I believe a maiden race at fairgrounds the day that World Will won the Risen Star. And the big question was, by my standards, that received a figure from, from the buyer group that was significantly lower than the same time posted by Silverdust. Well, Silverdust ran second in the New Orleans handicap to the Southern California shipper, Core Beliefs. Now, we can go into another different aspect, funkiness, of Fairgrounds Louisiana Derby Day, was how the track played. The track played to 4-5 wide. Its speed was stopping on the inside. There was a couple of performances that I highlighted that I think are going to be worth following up. And, but I really, 
when we started off with Funky Cold Medina, uh, you know, at the top of the show, I wasn't kidding around. There was some funkiness going on yesterday. So, but by my standards, had exited a race, he ran as fast as Silver does. But I don't know how how that can happen when a buyer comes up stronger for Silver Dust than it did by my standards. The reason being is because somebody took it upon themselves to judge that the pace in the by my standards race was was much quicker than the the pace in the Silver Dust race. Well, that does, you know, buyer figures don't work that way. Buyer figures are meant on, on the final time of the race minus the inherent speed of the track. It doesn't have anything to do with speed figures. And that's what, what the problem is with buyers, is that the, the buyer maker, they're man-made just like any other figure. But, but when you make a figure and you inject human opinion, subjectiveness to it, you can throw that out because it means absolutely nothing. And what happened? By my standards, ends up running a huge race. And ends up now qualifying for the Kentucky Derby for really a good guy in the game, Brett Calhoun. And and by my standards, even though maybe he's bred a little short, uh, he he handled a mile and an eighth. And that is another key, the mile and one eighth. We're starting to get into this derby preps that a mile and an eighth is very, very uh, important aspect of picking a derby winner. Horses have to go that mile and an eighth to tell you they can uh, they can go to distance. And the interesting aspect of all of that was also Siphon. Well, he's only his, his second start of the year. And I thought he ran an absolute monster race. Um, he likes seasoning. He had his allowance under his belt. There we go again. An allowance into a... Graded stakes derby prep. What an uh, what an underrated what an underrated angle that is. Siphon was ready, and I think he can even step further up. Yes, Todd Pletcher in the Kentucky Derby with a very well bred horse that is yet to fully mature pedigree wise from one of the top pedigree experts in breeding operation in France, the Wertemeyer and Frere. So, Spinoff to me is an incredibly interesting horse that has a lot of upside for down the road uh, ending into the Kentucky Derby. So, as much as we all were kind of watching and, you know, maybe rooting against War of Will or uh, we have to give him the benefit of a doubt, and kind of put that away in our scrapbook and say, when I see this horse run again, I know what happened. And that is the key in, in, in handicapping. That is the key with what we do, um, with workouts. I can, I have enough of, of, of information that doesn't just go with the last work or what I, one work, he worked fast, I got you. No, it's about Building information on a horse. Let's add another further part, part, point. We're a whale that had two races at fairgrounds where he had been used hard from the gate 
from an outside post to get to the lead. Gate breaks are incredibly hard on horses' hind ends. That is why you see a lot of horses that run first time out and they run good and then you really don't see much of them or they go downhill. You have to use horses so hard to debut young horses out of the gate that you end up causing harm to that hind end. So, and these horses are not strong enough yet. So there's a lot to that when we talk about how First, the sexiness of winning first time out hurts horses' iron ends. Here, in the case of World Will, I have to go back and say two races in a row, he was hard sent from, from the gate. And when he's doing these horses are hard sent, it takes, it takes a lot of, out of that hind end, and it creates problems. We will hear more from Mark Cassie on how World Will is doing. In my opinion, if I was the owner of World Will, I wouldn't run in the derby. Because you'd have to go over to a track at Churchill that is deep, tiring, it can be loose at times. It's gonna. It, it, he needs to go on a track that is firm and just get him to heal back there, find out what the actual problem is, and then take care of it. Just a note. I continuously mention Spinoff from the Pletcher Barn who ran second in the Louisiana Derby as Siphon. I apologize for that. And I just wanted to put this in there to let you know that for whatever reason, I'm thinking Siphon and Spinoff. If Spinoff ends up being like Siphon, then you want to put them on your stable mail. At Racing with Bruno, we don't just like to play the races. It is what we do. It is what I do. Every product we've offered our clients was initially developed to give us an advantage at the window. When your bills and your pocketbook depends on that little extra something in the sauce, you stay ahead of the curve. Winning is one part of the game. Getting prices and making scores is what makes a horse player successful long term. You can't reliably and consistently find prices by solely following mainstream information. You might get lucky sometimes, but it's damn hard to pay the bills that way. It's our exclusive information with years of experience. The Racing with Bruno staff has the capability and expertise to take your racing experience to the next level. Whether you're a novice, a professional, tournament of players, it doesn't matter. You need information. Information is knowledge, knowledge is power. So we combine our assets and our insights and skills to give you exclusive information and knowledge and that power. And in turn, you can show profit at the windows. We're proud to help shape and improve our client's bottom line. Racing with Bruno does indeed pays for itself. Go to racingwithbruno.com and see what we're all about. Let's talk about the Sunland Park today card. It's Sunland Derby Day, and um, I've never, you know, other than I've never really been a big fan of uh, the Sunland Derby. I know it 
it produces uh, some attention. Um, the cards are usually pretty decent. Um, but um, I'm just, as far as a derby prep, uh, and I'm not big on it. Now, Baffert ships out there for the Sunland Oaks and Sunland Derby. And the Sunland Oaks is race nine. And you've got two heavyweights from Southern California heading out there, chasing yesterday and Bellafina. You know, Bellafina's going to get all the. I'm just still not completely sold on Bellafina's ability to go a distance of ground. She has very little push up front, uh, push from behind up front. And you can see it in her strides. They're really short. She's an Instagram to me. But in this field that Chasing Yesterday has her meltdown, which she's been known to have, <clears throat> I, I'm i not so sure. I think those are the two right horses. I'm just not so sure that they're Oaks material later on, even though they're going to get played. Bellafina to me, is a major play against in the Kentucky Oaks. All right, let's go over to the uh, Sunland Park, Park Derby. Mucho Gusto, Cutting Humor are two of the horses that are going to get a lot of attention here. They're going to be the one-two choices. You've got other horses coming from California like the Nine Diamond Blitz. Oh, and the two, another twist of faith, who was incredibly impressive in the El Camino Real Derby on synthetic. I'm always a little... Bias towards dirt horses, but another twist of fate has really improved and and looked like a really decent horse. But he's only three to one on the line. If I'm going to get something from the synthetics over to to a main track like at Sunland, um, I want to get more than three to one. Mucho gusto to me. Just it, I I do I just don't see mucho gusto being a two turn horse going a mile and a quarter in classic. I just can't. He got a great trip the other day when he won uh, at Santa Anita on a sloppy track. So I, I, I'm going to look for Pletcher here. He's eight to one. Um, Cutting humor had a decent drill that I liked over at Palm Beach Downs. Ships in. He ain't great caballo. He's not a great caballo at all. No, no, un grande caballo. But in this spot. I think he, wor- he is worth the look because he may be the only one that actually can maybe go to distance. So, um, I'm going to look at Cutting Humor. But he, you know, and, and Johnny Velasquez takes the trip out there. Cutting Humor for Todd Pletcher for Starlight Racing. And what's the derby without Jack Wolf running a horse or buying one to run in it? So... Those are the couple of races that, that at Sunland that I want to discuss with you. Um, let's move over to Gulfstream Park. Yesterday we had a couple of really nice winners. One of them was Super Stone Edge that we've been following here for a while for uh, for Mark for Mark Cassie. A nice horse. Watch him in the pat in the, in the future. Let's move over to the race six where we like the three Tuesday's Rose. This is at seven to two here for Lionel Rias. Juan Carlos Sevilla and uh, uh, JCA Racing. Um, he's a really consistent steward. Best back uh, was best last time out and is tied for the for the lowest delta. Where low, our delta figures are based on weight and 
and, and speed of the last you know, of the last two races. We only use the last two races to make a number for a race. But Tuesday's Rose looks very interesting. We also like the eight, Lisa Starr, at 20 to 1. That is our second choice. So take a look at that as an exotic key. In race six, the three Tuesday Rose, and we're going to put it over the top of Lisa Starr with Luis Alberto Sanchez for Albino Rossi, um, owner and trainer. Let's move on down to... Let's take a look at the ninth race, a $20,000 miler on the turf. We like the two homeboy in here. He's 6-1 to one on the line for Stanley Golden and Jeffrey Sanchez. What a great meet as uh, uh, Stanley Gold has. And Jeffrey Sanchez for Irondale's uh, farm just rides his tail off for him. So the two homeboy, and we also thought the one King Leo, the 7-2 horse with Sano and Saez is very interesting. So those are some plays on the Taze card. You can go to RacingWithBruno.com. You can get uh, Sunland, Gulfstream, Oaklawn, Aqueduct. Put in your coupon code CHAPPY and get your 10% off. Go grab that cup of coffee and uh, relax and take a look at these cards. Maybe you can come up with a winner too.